episode 147, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 3, episode 11, Bouncing Back. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about, finally, again, Agent Coulson, Agent May, Agent Sky, Agent Lincoln, Agent Joey, and I've been joined by Agent Daniel Butcher. And we are here now. Finally, we have fought through deadly hydra agents we have crossed alien landscapes we have um watched other shows (laughs) and we're back together again to talk about the marvel cinematic universe with you dear listener with you and uh yeah (laughs) we're back how you doing daniel i'm alive buddy (laughs) I'm alive. It's been a whirlwind. I've been warning everybody. I wondered if I'd make it to 150. Well, we still have a couple to go. Still not there yet. No, no. But we're getting closer. We're getting closer. And uh, probably episode 150 is going to be late. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We know 148 will be. Yeah. And it's just, you know what? This is what podcasting is all about you know if we were on a network getting paid i guess we are on a network but you know what i mean like a if we're on the radio or something like that where you have to get it out have to get it out no we're, we're doing this it's 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 not amateur it's hour hobby. it's not it's amateur hour but it's a hobby and we're doing the best we can we're having fun doing it and we're making sure that we're putting our families first and i uh i appreciate that you about daniel um i appreciate that about you I think I said that incorrectly. I believe words jumbled up were, but... It's okay, buddy. We're both professional writers of one sort or another. Of one sort or another. Of course, if I get my writing wrong, someone's going to die. And if I get my writing wrong, um, I'll have to change it to fix it to make it right. Well, no one's actually going to die. No one will die. Well, why did you say that then? just made me sound important. Oh. You're one of those people that has to tell lies to make yourself seem better than you actually Pretty are. Pretty soon, Purple Man will come. <laughs> It'll be painful. Yeah. Speaking of Purple Man, we'll be getting back to him sometime soon. And uh, some people might be worried about what's going to happen with Daredevil. Daredevil will happen. It's going to be a summer thing, summer project. And it's going to be a different project for us. But uh, right now, we're back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's the day before... Episode, what, 12 is about to air, that, that we're recording this. And uh, between now and when we talk about episode 12, there's going to be lots of traveling to strange sports games that I don't quite oh, understand the rules for. But sticks, There's sticks, buddy. There's sticks and balls and nets, right? A little hitting. 
yeah, yeah. And I also will be leaving the country. So <laughs> that's that's why Peru. episode 148 is going to be 140 late. Huh? You got to go to Peru when you got to go to Peru. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm heading back to the home of my childhood. Not my uh, literal home, but. Ah, uh, Scandinavia. <laughs> right? Exactly. I should probably pay attention when we talk sometimes. Hey, uh, you know what? We should just, we, we've got some news to talk about, right? I think so. If not, let's make some up. Okay, let's do it with the actual news sounder. Which one is that? This one, I think. I don't know. Shield intelligence report. That the one? Sounded like it worked to me. All right, let's let's see. I know. Uh, we hey, had... Ben, get out your notepad. Okay. Here's a piece of news for you. All right. All right. Get ready. Have to do some scheduling. September thirtieth, twenty sixteen. September thirtieth, twenty sixteen. What happens on that date? Luke Cage drops. Luke Cage drops. I've got so, it written down. It's on my notebook. You know what you'll be doing next holiday season? I'll be watching Luke Cage and figuring out how are we going to podcast about this one. One step at a time, buddy. One step at a time. <sighs> and sometimes they can even be a baby step. Hey, Ben. Yes. Did you hear Joss Whedon has returned to Marvel Comics? Joss? To Whedon. Marvel Entertainment. To Marvel Comics for uh, Captain America short story. Is that? Eight pager. Eight pages. You know, that's almost more difficult than a full issue. I'm just going to. You know, I'm going to tell I you. I say right it all now. the time. Writing to limits is an issue. It, you should practice sometimes. Well, technically, it's like a third of an issue. Because it's eight pages compared to 24. Still, you got to get something <laughs> meaty in there, something that's satisfying, something that closes in eight pages. Good job, Joss. You've got to do a beginning, you've got to do a middle, you've got to do an end, and you've got to make it worth reading. And it can't just be a eight-page slugfest. And it is difficult. It is very difficult. Hey, how about this news? I'm ready. We are going to be seeing the return of an agent. Return of... Agent, not sit well. Nope. Bosco, not sit well. Wait, what's his what's his show? Bosch, 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 Bosco. I've watched an episode. He got he it got was, he got renewed. He got a second season out of that. I think. You know, he's really good in it. He was intense, much more intense than he was in Transformers three or four or five, whatever the Marky Mark one was. Well, anyway, he is returning. Agent Blake coming back. We haven't seen him since he got uh, blasted by who blasted him? I remember getting blast, blasted. Like clairvoyant. It was. It was. Yeah, that was. There was some good stuff going on back then. Maybe he wakes up and there's no shield. Or he wakes up and there's no Hydra. Hmm. Mm. I mean, really. He's, hey. He's going to wake up and both of those will kind of be true. But the question is, which one's he going to be upset about? I'm Here's some shield news that, that might one. be relevant to your interests. Okay. Jeff Loeb made a promise to our man, Clark Gray. He did. Is he going to keep that promise? I hope he does, but he does have some wiggle room. Yeah, the question is, how is he going to keep it? So the problem, I don't know if you knew this, Ben, but Clark Gray is a huge martial arts fan. I believe he's actually a huge Iron Fist fan. And a huge Iron Fist fan. 
Like he was, so he, he was a huge has, Iron Fist fan before he was a Marvel icon. Yes, indeedy. And so he he asked Jeff Loeb, and Jeff Loeb promised that he gets to meet Iron Fist on screen. But will he be Agent Coulson, or will he be Nameless Masked Ninja Number Two, or will he be Bystander Clark, Clark Gregg, big named? Actor walking the streets, just like in Ocean's 12, one of the stupidest concepts ever. It wasn't the stupidest concept, it was just a terrible. No, movie. it was really, really stupid. It that was a terrible, terrible that, movie. Well, come on, you gotta admit the idea that one of the characters looks like a famous actress and is actually played by that actress is a pretty horrible concept. Mm, it's horrible. No, it's horrible. On, on paper, on paper, it's got some teeth, it, it's got legs. It's got legs and teeth. It's a gruesome creature, but on paper, it's not bad. It's horrible. It, hey, you know what? Else, uh, hey, else hey, wait, wait, wait. But Ocean's 12 gave us Ocean's 13. That was Steven Soderbergh's apology to America and the world. He said, well, I, I, I'm going to make I, Ocean's I 13 as my apology. I don't really remember a lot about 13. It was better than 12. It was never as good as 11. Of course not. But anyway, yes. you know what else Jeff said? What else? He's got nine or ten shows in development. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter. Okay. Daredevil, Season 2. Iron Fist. Fist Luke Cage. Cage. Most Jones Wanted. Two. Defenders. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those are already taken up by things we already Most know wanted. about. Most Wanted. I just said that. Oh, did I already count Most Wanted? No, but I said it. Damage Control. Eh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm... No, I totally think Damage Control is never going to make it to this shoot. Maybe. No, I don't. I think the DC insurance agency with a high school musical sounds more interesting. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be more interesting, but you never know. I just don't think Damage can. I think they'll pull Damage Control. It might get ordered to pilot. Get a pilot, I, and it's I just, a special again, feature. I don't think it's going to make it. We'll see. We will see. And by we, I mean the whole world. We'll see. America and the world. Is Marvel going to blink this time? I think they will. So what else has happened since last we recorded? There was a new trailer that dropped. Yeah, you know, that was nice. That showed a lot of different characters. And I'm underwhelmed. Underwhelmed by what? Well, I, I'm going to just say this. I have a different reaction than America. Okay, but did, is it a different internet. reaction than Canada? I don't know. I, I haven't been paying attention to Canada. But what happened when that trailer dropped is my Facebook went crazy, including personal messages, some of which involved you, and which people went crazy about the fact that Spider-Man was there. People were going crazy. Yeah, I, I, I've seen Spider-Man on the screen before. I'm good. Yeah. I'm <laughs> underwhelmed by the idea that Spider-Man's my big, big draw. You know what my big draw is? Uh, Captain America, because the movie is called Captain America. So watching him get punched and look over and say, I can do this all day. Because, yeah, by the way, I remembered that from First Avenger. That's I, what got I me. I got that reference. I got that reference. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I I have something I'm going to say right here, right now. And not the people I've said this to, I don't think agree with me. but. 
I heard some people complaining, or not complaining, just observing, I, I should say. No villains have been seen other than Crossbones was seen in that trailer. And we aren't seeing, like, the big bads, the big villains. Oh, we have. His name is Tony Stark. Oh, that is Cap exactly Stark. what I was going to say. Thank you for stealing my thunder, my friend. Team Cap. Yeah, no, he is definitely... It's it's the same as... It's the same as, as the comic. You would go along probably with what Tony Stark has to say if things like that were really happening in the world. But you know you shouldn't be because Captain America is Captain America. I'm just saying in this political season, I continue to ask you, my friends, the same question. What would Captain America do? I think the, a better question would be, who would you vote for? I'm going to. Would you vote that- to have Captain America, Steve Rogers, as president? Yes. Or would you vote to have Tony Stark, yes. Iron Man, as president? I think we know. Yes. And, no, Tony Stark. He created Ultron. And the next question is, who would you rather hang out with? I'd rather hang out with Steve Rogers than Tony Stark, because if I was around Tony Stark, I'd just be feeling bad about how not cool I am. But if I was mm. with Steve Rogers, I'd be feeling awesome because he makes people feel awesome. I'm going to go with both. Uh, I'd rather be with the guy who's going to build me up and make me feel good. Here's the problem, buddy. In my circle of friends, I'm the guy saying language. Well, that's that's fine. I'm just saying. I don't want to be duplicated. I, I want to be with the guy who's, who looks for the best in everyone. Th- that's me! Well, I, I'm I'm sorry. You're so handsome, Ben. <laughs> That's not the best in me. I, I hope not anyway. Ben, you really do need to give yourself some credit for how good looking you are. Well. See, that's why you keep me around. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so here we are. I, I was also noticing some of the posts on my, my Facebook feed or all these political things. And then you have the civil war trailer and I'm watching the civil war trailer. And I'm thinking, this is great. This is great. And then I'm starting to think, wait a minute. What if this is unintentional metaphor for what we're going through right now? I don't want to sit through a movie and have to think about the stuff we're going through right now. Metaphor. <sighs> Daniel, I don't want to think about politics. I want to talk about, oh, wait, there's a lot of politics in this next episode. We're going to talk about, but the return of something special. Not just the return of something special, the re- return of special people. Someone special. Lots of specials. Hey, I know about your grandkids. I know about your grandkids, buddy. <laughs> Should we play the sounder and, and move on? Let's go there. Let's go there. Mission report. Stash is back. Wow, you opened with that. I'm excited about the stash coming back. I, have you seen the pictures with him and that muumu? <laughs> I have. It's not a muumu. It's totally going to be a muumu. It's not a muumu. It's one of those man dresses. I can't remember what they're called, but um, it's called a muumu. I think it's something that you know Sting would wear, or that Sting uh, would wear Sting or Larry Mullen Jr. You want to hear something funny as a coworker who I barely know dropped a coloring page on my desk from one of those adult coloring books. It was Sting from Dune. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's a heart. Uh, what's the wait? Which scene was it? The knife fight? No, it's oh, because that's scary and, right just there. Just him standing. Okay. Um, I'm like, oh, look, it's a Harkonnen. Excuse my pronunciation, my voice is all messed up. But I was like, well, that is a that is an odd thing. No, no, no. You you say excuse your pronunciation. You pronounce that better than you pronounce things like, I don't know, 
Hoth. I pronounced mm-hmm. Hoth perfectly well. You did just fine just now. No, you, you actually said it right for once. You didn't say Hoth. Yeah. Let the record show. Back in episode two, three, four, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that's a very weird thing to find at your desk at work. Is is Harkonnen? <laughs> that For is his color. That is. Uh, did your coworker know you would get the reference? I don't think so. It, it's one of those guys that we have banter with. Everybody says we'd be good friends because of our senses of humor, huh. but we really don't know each other. So that's an odd one. That's an odd one. Yeah. So you open with the the final teaser. Uh, that's something that we had a friend send us a message. Hey, can I send you my prediction of what you'll think about the episode? We both said no. I said send it in as feedback. He did not. Instead, when I went out to lunch with him a couple days later after I'd seen the episode. No, it was before I'd seen the episode. He said, I predict you are both going to love the tease at the end. So that was his prediction. Well, I guess agent Evan was right. He was correct. He was correct, sir. Yes, sir. I love me some stash. <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, moving on from there. Nice. What was I going to say? Oh, do you want me to save my grand, bold, big statement for the end? Of this, or do you want me to go ahead and say it now? You've already gone with your ending. Oh, go ahead and do yours now. I'm going to do it right now. Then I'll go make a drink. And no, it's not. It's not long. It's just big. Oh, okay. It's big and grand. And here it goes. It goes a little bit like this. This is quite possibly one of the best episodes of the entire series, if not the best. Now I'd have to go back and and take a look at the other episodes that I liked that would. You know, like the ones that were tied into Winter Soldier and that kind of thing. This episode was so good. And I have now led with the lead right there. I there there's there's no mystery, no secrets. It's it's just there. Well, Ben, I hate to disappoint you. Okay. I think it was a fine episode. That's great. But I you know, I didn't have a reaction to it where I said to myself, this is one of the best ever. I did. And I, I'm trying to figure out why. What is it that hit me so well or hard or, or just the right spot? What was it? And I mean, I did. I did watch it after about four hours of lacrosse. So it it's possible I was just tired. Or it could be possible that I was just tired and I was giddy and and uh, slap happy or something. But no, I, w- I was watching and I was just really, really enjoying myself. We have a dastardly powerful or accumulating power villain. We have a team being pulled together. We have people with powers using their powers to do things. But then we also have people without powers trying to figure out how do we navigate this new world this brave new world that we find ourselves in with all these powered individuals or inhumans. We have the president come in. We have veiled snark from the TV universe to the movie universe. Um, we have fun lines. We have uh, action and adventure. 
I really found the the final battle to be really satisfying. I, I thought it was just a cool final battle of fun. The ending with Hydra, not the greatest, but yeah, I I just said it all right now. Well, guys, it's been great to see you. We're going to head to feedback now. <laughs> so we do have some things we need to talk about, though. We have some things we need to talk about. I mean, the the, the plot is pretty simple. There I'm is a hot mess about the stash. So if we can get there, I'm happy. <laughs> well, you've already been there. Um, oh, I'm coming back. We're not done talking. <laughs> OK, about all right. Stash. I, I uh, have no doubts that that is true. Um, there, there's a couple different plot threads, but you have one plot thread with Coulson dealing with the president and finding out that the ATCU is not going away, but the president is going to unofficially sanction shield to be black ops. And they meet in Rosalind's apartment where she died to have this conversation. Then we also have the, uh, the team going out because in Bogota, Colombia, Bogota, Colombia, uh, there was a superpowered individual who stole guns from La Policia. And there's a mystery about who did it and why. And we find out that it was indeed this powered individual that has is going to be known as Yo-Yo because she has super speed, but she snaps back to the spot where she began when she started her super speed run. And this is a cool, cool uh, plot line that we have going on. We also have Ward sitting on a couch eating raw meat and watching a little media, watching TV and talking a pretty big talk. I mean, his mouth, as they say, is writing checks that his body can't cash at this point in time. Well, if he has enough raw meat, perhaps he can. Or if he has enough inhuman power something what's going on well we don't know reminded me of zero matter a little bit i don't know if it's supposed to but yeah there's a lot going on but it's a pretty simple story so what do you want to talk about daniel what do you want to talk about first here well let's go ahead and let's do the colson stuff our colson material here colson um, stuff colson and, and i do to think our president. starting at uh, Rosalind's apartment is a good place to start because we find out with this conversation with the president that our girl Roz had been an advocate for our boy Phil. Yeah, but is that a surprise? Not, you know, not I honestly point. don't know if it is just because was there enough time for her to realize that she was working for Hydra? I mean, was she doing this back when they were adversaries? How How far down their relationship road was it when she was saying you know mr president it didn't have to i mean it could have been the day before she died it doesn't matter yeah. she did it but she was definitely out there advocating for our boy phil so shield is officially unofficially sanctioned now by the president to be his black ops organization well they can't be out there i mean because the the the, the public does remember yeah, He's, you know, the president calls it out. The public will remember Helicarry's crashing on Washington. It's hard to forget because it's in the trailer that just came out. It's right there. It's like Disney keeps reminding us. It's all, you connected. know, helicopters, helicarriers fell on D.C. Thanks, Disney. You're making Phil's job harder. 
Yeah, but Phil wants one thing from the president. I mean, he didn't know he was going to get this. This is great, you know. Well, he got a big get here. Basically, Phil Coulson has earned the right to keep the title of the TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., without it making no sense in that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, they're they're not an agency, but they are. They're black ops, though. And then he gets the big get. But Which is... The big get is pretty big. It's not very big. Well, unless we're not talking about the same get. Well, the big get is he's now in charge of the ATCU. Oh, that's a big get. That's a huge get. He's replacing Rosalind as the head of the ATCU. Now, it may not be on paper. They answered to him, though. Yeah. The the director, the stash of the ATCU is going to report directly to him. That's yeah, that's that is a big get. I'm talking about what he really wants, though. What he wants is Malik. Oh, can't have that. President can't give him anything with Gideon Malik. He has he, he's just too powerful. He's just everywhere. Uh, and no fingers, i.e. businesses are part of everyone's economy. Yeah. Now he gets again that unofficial official sanction. The president says, hey, you know. Malik's hands are bloody. My hands are tied. But your hands, even though you only have one, so I shouldn't be using plural, are not. He's he's giving Coulson permission to go after Malik. But he can't give him anything except for uh, he gives him an angle on how to get Malik. So the other thing is that veiled snark. And I do wonder... I've, I've seen people talking about this on Facebook now. The phrase, we'll keep doing what we do, and you'll keep pretending we don't exist. Daniel, do you think that was a message from a writer of a television show to the Disney movie wing? Well, if we've learned anything that people in the Whedon family do at times get a little, you know, angry with the movie people. And the other way they're, around. Yeah, they're not afraid to express themselves. <sighs> I mean, let's be honest. This is better than DC. We only have one Phil Coulson. And I like it that way. We don't need multiple flashes. So let's all get along. It's one shared universe, kids. One shared universe. And the thing is, is TV's doing their part. They're they getting us ready for Civil War. They are definitely doing their part. So let's just give Phil a wink. Now, I understand the movie people may be like, not everybody's watching the show, and I don't want people to feel like they need to watch it. You know what? Make people feel like they need to watch it. We need the ratings. This is synergy, people. I have an entire (laughs) book over here about it. Disney will write a newsletter, tell you what you need to sneak in on TV. Right. No, seriously, I got a book about synergy right over here. I believe you. I, I totally believe you. From their former synergy manager. I, I, I'm I'm not going to disagree. I, I believe you. They had really nice breakfasts. That do, that would help with synergy. It really did. It would. People got together, got to know each other between TV and movies, and then they'd work together. So what else is going on with Coulson? He wants Malik really, really bad. So bad that he pulls Fitz off of a project, a special project. We don't know exactly what the special project is. But he thinks Coulson's going to like this version. And they are going to 
uh, go to a dark place. And that dark place is Tahiti. Well, I've, I've got some thoughts about this. Tell me. So, you know, they're going to get Werner. They're going to Tahiti him. Werner so von Strucker. Uh, it's, you know. you know, what we're looking at here is Chekhov's von Strucker. Is they, they put it's him on the wall. It's about time somebody used a von Strucker. Yeah. They, they, they brought him in. They seemingly just brought him in for no reason and then just let him go. Uh, but nope, they brought him back. <laughs> we know more about we know more about the senior von Strucker thanks to TV than we do movies. Just saying, that's true. <laughs> but there's there's been a lot made of how Coulson's going dark. Coulson's going to dark places. Coulson's doing evil things. You know, we, we at the the winter finale we got this this um hint that uh um he was going to be uh a darker man yeah but <laughs> the thing is is he he's going to he's going to put him in Tahiti and this guy's basically dead and he's evil and he's feeling bad about it well he 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 comes in and says hey do you have a problem with this because I do. It's almost as if he's saying, if you don't have a problem with this, I don't want you here. But yeah, I, which which is admirable in some ways to say. You know, it's like a say a soldier who enjoys killing. You know, that if that's the part of humanity that gets wounded is that you lose the ability to understand that you're taking a life. Uh, so. That's, so that's, he doesn't seem dark to me. He seems like Phil. But is he crossing a line? Is he making a compromise that he shouldn't make by by using this terrible, terrible machine? You know what? Here's the thing. A- and we might get into Fitz a little bit here. You know, I am at the point where I have no problem with him doing this. He's weighing the, the needs of an entire world. Is it somewhere he wants to go? No. He admits it. He calls it out. But it's somewhere he needs to go. He's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He has to make hard, hard choices. So if this is what it takes in order for him to get Malik and <laughs> Ward, who he doesn't even know is around. Right, right. Then, then that's what's going to happen. You know? And there's part of me that even looks at the situation with Ward and comparing it to the situation with Fitz, with him killing the um, the body of the astronaut, whose name is totally skipping my mind right now. You know, the thing is, is both killed somebody on the other side. And both had some justification for it. Yes. Was Ward down on the ground? Yeah. He was. There but are... he is the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he makes hard choices. He does, but... Th- Here's the thing. There are things that you do that when you do them, you are you cannot remain unchanged. You are a changed person. And then what do you do with that? And so I think that's what's most most interesting to me is what they're doing with him as he faces the personal consequences for what he's doing. He's facing up to that. He's accepting and understanding I'm making this choice. Now, when he, the information he gets, what does that get him? a telephone line and they're able to trace it to some of Malik's businesses that are getting shut down now because calls were traced there. An angle. It's, but it's barely 
I mean, it, it's barely a, a shot across the bow. You know, it's you're a couple miles away and taking the shot across the bow. It's it's not there's not much that comes out of this except for a little bit of collateral damage for finances for Malik. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure the stocks stock uh, prices across the world went down that day, but they did. It's quite possible that this caused you know financial troubles for lots and lots of other people uh, just because of of the the stock prices for Malik's businesses, but. That's what he gets out of it. Now, he does also get one other thing out of all of this. He has a new hand. Oh, yeah. And I don't know exactly what it it can do. I mean, it can pick up things. But uh, apparently there's some extras in there. Uh, Does he have a laser finger? About time. Maybe. I mean, is there a shotgun axe in his pinky? Very tiny one. Yes, maybe. Very, very tiny. And then we move from that for Colson to the whole um, president has a video conference call with Colson to say, I've got an idea for who's going to be the head of the ATCU. He loves you. He respects you. You've worked together before. You'll get along great. It'll we be know great. how he feels about Mexican. And who is it? It's, it's the stash. The stash is back. You're just glad because of he's a hero's alumni. Right? Boys got to work. You know, Marvel loves this guy. They love him. Why do you say like that? Pastor, because you know he's Iron Man, right? Yeah, yeah. He does, well, for cartoon voices. Yeah. (laughs) The stash is back. Well, you got your wish. Colson seems like, huh, really? This guy likes me? Well, yeah. But the stash, <laughs> the stash is back. Oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Well, where it. should we go I from here? Where should we go from here? Because I do not want to spend much more time on this. The stash. Let's go ahead and we're going to have to ask a very important question at the end. But let's go ahead and let's go to Columbia. Okay, let's go to Columbia, and let's not talk about the uh, opening scene yet. That, that's exactly the thing I was going to say we need to keep till the end. Okay, let's keep that opening scene for the end. Columbia. Police are under attack. Guns are being stolen. The team is going in. They're talking to the police. They're finding out what's going on, and I don't know who that guy is that they're talking to, but I remember he was on a miniseries called Kingpin years ago. Um. That was not about Wilson Fisk. And it clearly, you know, he's one of the good guys. You know, these guns were to help deal with this problem that's out there. And then Mac is investigating and he gets caught. Now, before he gets kidnapped by this superpowered individual, we have some interesting conversation and Daniel, I've got a question for you. And I actually, I think this question should go out to our listeners as well. Listeners, you can do this on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to do this, or email us at feedback at welcomeal7.com, or even call our uh, feedback line, which I don't have memorized off the top of my head, which I should, but I don't, and I can't vamp long enough to actually pull it up before I'm done talking. But it's uh, 17755 level 7, 17755553. 
8357-775-5-Level-7. Or you could send us a recorded version of it uh, to our email. But anyway, the question is this, Daniel. Would you try? Would you buy some fish oil and try? Well, we know this. The fish oil amounts, they, they're not enough to kill you. Right. Which so I'm going to go with yes. It, it, it was something that I was worried about, that there's going to be a trail of dead bodies. Well, but here's the here's what I'm going to say yes. Even though some inhuman um, transformations can be pretty horrifying, in the end, it's an attempt to bring out the very best of what's inside of you. So I think that even if I turned into an octopus-like monster, which does happen in the Inhumans comic book, you got to give it a shot. And I think I would possibly try it as well, especially knowing now that it doesn't kill you. How do we know it doesn't kill you? One of our cast members has tried. Lance Hunter, he has done this. He tried. And it seems like Mac has not. But did Bobby try? She thought about it. She thought about it. Now, did she think about it and then do it and not tell the men? That she's talking to because, you know, she is the one with the most level head. The thing about Hey Girl that I like here is it makes us seem, see that Bobby and Hunter are a little bit closer in the way they think. Which makes more sense on why, you know, someone as awesome as Hey Girl is with Hunter, who's becoming more and more awesome every day. Could have been even more awesome if only that fish oil had taken it's true. It's true. But Daniel, I, I sent you a picture yeah. the other day uh, at my local Meyer grocery store. It was buy one, get one free gummy fish oil supplements. Of course it was gummy. Yeah. I looked at that and I just thought to myself, you know what? I don't care how good that tastes. That's not going to taste good. And I did not buy them. Although I did take a picture and show it to you. But, ugh. Now, if I thought I was going to turn into some sort of superpowered being of some sort, I'd, I'd buy them and and eat a couple. But ugh. I don't know, just the idea of fish oil. I love fish, but but not their oils, not their essential oils, Ben. Not their essential oils. No, maybe I should. Maybe that's something I should look into, or maybe not. Doesn't matter. So Mac. He leaves that conversation. They're investigating around where something came really fast or invisible or having some sort of levitation powers to pull because those guns just disappeared. They were just gone. And he sees little marks on the ground and he sees someone with strange marks on their shoe and she sees him. And next thing you know, his gun's gone. And then the next thing you know, he is out. And then the next thing you know, we're back from commercial and he's laying on the ground on a tiled bathroom floor with his hands tied. His We've tied. all had that happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I call that Wednesday. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm exaggerating. Obviously, it's really every other Wednesday. But you just wanted to seem like you're a big deal, didn't you, buddy? I did. I'm one of those people like you. I want everyone to think I'm better than I actually am, but I don't want to do it by putting other people down. I just want to lift myself up. Anyway, 
this is where our team finds out about her powers and by her. I didn't actually write down her name. Ilana. I, I just kept calling her Yo-Yo. <laughs> I, well, and I, I think that's fair. Well, that's what Mac calls her at the end. And I couldn't remember if that was actually the name of her character from the Marvel Universe. Boom. But I knew I had looked at her bio. And so the name, I think, came from me looking at the bio. But uh, the one thing I questioned, I don't remember her power working the same way in Secret Warriors. I think she was just a straight out speedster. That no, no, no. I at least I think I had read a bio that said that's what she did. Yeah. Well, good job. What? Uh, yeah, good job reading a bio. Reading comprehension is, is an important skill, Ben. It is true. It is true. And this say, tra- if I could ever give one piece of advice, it's read the directions fully. Okay. And and then do them. Yeah. 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 Hey, so Mac and Yo-Yo have some interesting interaction. Uh, it's it's kind of fun. It reminds me of when actually when I lived in Canada and we were visited by a family from Quebec and I had to play with the kid. He was exactly my age. We were both the same age. We go in. But my he room. spoke French. He spoke French. And you spoke English. I have and very then some sitcom stuff happened. And then you became friends forever. No, it was much more boring than that. In that I oh. got out all my action figures and was like, well, let's play. And we sat there and he just looked at the action figures. So I lined them all up. And you were and like, I'm like, legit high. I'll, I'll pick one. And then I was trying to get him to pick one. And so we ended up with two piles of action figures. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and it was the stupidest play date I ever did. Now, apparently my parents got the things done they needed to do for work. But um, yeah, uh, the sad thing is, I, I think he might have known more English than I knew French. But I was the one who was trying. He didn't care. You know, Ben, there's anyway, a lot yeah. about that story that makes me so you're probably right. Anyway, uh, I like their interaction. I like the way that they're pulling the words that they can recognize from their two languages. Uh, I like that there's subtitles for some of it when we need them. Uh, and there's other times when it's not there because we're supposed to not know what she's saying. Uh, I did find myself wishing I spoke Spanish for some of the lines that she gave where it got translated for us, but it wasn't an exact translation. It was another character telling us vaguely, you know, what, what she had said. Um, but hey, Joey's a, a faithful translator. He, no, he's, he's good. He's good. And it was fun to see him interacting and his little piece of business at the beginning where he, you know, they're, they're being world world health organization. And he, I don't project authority, but it was fun to talk in Spanish, you know, and, <laughs> Because he couldn't go, he can't go home. He's stuck with all those English speakers, uh, like Sky and Mac and all of them. He can't go home, and it's the, all of this. This stuff is just fun for me. This is just a great return to fun for Agents of Shield. Uh, and I don't remember not liking a whole lot of recent Agents of Shield, but I don't remember liking them as much as I did this episode this time around. So. Well, and I do like Joey as a character in the show. He's just, he's becoming one of our ends, you know. He's the new guy in the superhero world. Where Lincoln, you know, he's doing completely different things. He's the experienced, mm-hmm. yep. almost a mentor type. Yeah. No, but they, if we're 
they we're looking him. for somebody who we can relate to. It's Joey because it's a whole new game for him. Or is it Mac who's also trying to make sense of this world? I mean, we've we've got a couple different ends here, and we've got a broad range of characters with different experience and different lives and different um, perspectives. Uh, that's what, what's fun about Mac for this episode is his perspective on things changes. He goes through a nice change in this episode where he starts out and he's just like, this isn't, you know, this is random powers, blah, blah, blah. But then she brings him around. Yo-Yo kind of brings him around you know, because she says, you know, my powers, they're from God and it's a gift and I need to use them to to help people. And he kind of stops and takes stock of this and says, well, well, yeah, you know, there is something to um, using these things and, and doing good and, and all that. It, it, I like Mac. I like the, the, the track that he takes. It, it does help that Lincoln told us that it wasn't by accident. It's not random. Not random. It fills evolutionary need. Now, is this the uh, inhuman equivalent of balance in the force? I don't know. Well, and the thing is, is it is, in fact, Colson that makes the comments about equilibrium later. You know, we've got some, the good ones. Mm -hmm. Who do they have? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the question is, like, what is causing the equilibrium? Is it just this kind of, I don't know. And what, why do you need a good evil equilibrium? Is that really what? What the inhuman? I what think it's because that's what the fox said. What the what said? What the fox said? What the what? What the? But you've all the heard fox the say. <laughs> even even even. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, okay. <laughs> We've been all over the place in this episode. <laughs> well, we are a little out of practice. We are. Although I maybe maybe it's this episode or or maybe it's something else, but um. I'm enjoying myself right now. I promise you, I'm not on any cold medicine. <laughs> I considered it. So, yeah. So, Yo-Yo, we find out. And this is cool. What's going on with the guns? And she's using her powers to get the guns. And at first, I'm wondering, is her cousin using her to get the guns? You know, I say, totally thought the same thing. But we pull up. Well, by we, I mean uh, Bobby and Lance pull up and find him on a bridge. He's got the boxes of guns and he's throwing them into the river. He is getting rid of the guns. They he's are no gun runner. They are doing exactly what she said that she was doing. She was trying to get the guns out of the hands of the police because the police are the bullies. The police are the bad guys. The police are the ones who are corrupt and evil and she is trying to do something good with her powers and because she finally can she finally has powers when she's not powerless because who makes the rules the people in, with power in some places it's the people with the power and, and the people with the guns that give them the power and yeah this is this is fun it's interesting it's exciting the police roll up. They have their own inhuman, which we'll need to talk about him. Medusa eyes. I like to call him Rigor Mortis. What is his name from the comics? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. Well, what's the deal? 
what does his powers do? He he lifts his glasses. He looks at you. And for me, at first, it looked like he like sucked the oxygen from your around your face or whatever, because they turn blue and fall over. But then, you know, they're frozen in place. Yeah, they're in rigor mortis state. And with the co- the cousin here in a minute, they'll talk about how advanced the rigor mortis is. He has he's died. But you see him on that uh, the rolling stretcher thingy that gurney the gurney that's the rolling stretcher thingy that I'm thinking of. Uh, his body is all you know distorted because he fell that way and stayed that way. And so is it just a fast moving death or... that doesn't kill you unless it's applied? Uh, well, didn't they shoot the cousin? Oh, you're right. They shot him. They shot him. The rigor mortis set in, but that's because his muscles were already doing that when they shot him. Or something like that. I don't know. No, that's... You got me. I'm with you. You're winning this argument, buddy. But <laughs> I love it when I win arguments that aren't actually existing. I know you're fighting with that guy over there, but I'm beside you. Ben's right, guys. He's correct. <laughs> Accurate as could be. So, so that's Andy's yeah. handsome. We've already covered that. So now they need to go, and uh, they need to rescue Bobby and Lance because they have been taken alive. Because uh, they're finding out who are they really, you know, and um, they know they're not World Horth. <sighs> Why can't I Hell. say that? Well, World World Horth Organization. I, the World Horth Organization here, we're here to talk to you about your horthness. <laughs> anyway, the World Health Organization, they know that they aren't from that. Um, and so we have another rescue because we didn't even talk about Quake rescuing uh, Mac from, from Yo-Yo. Uh, very quick, but uh, very fun ter- well, she uh, turning of the tables. Part. What? She's not going to leave her partner. No, no, of course she's not. Especially if, if they think he's alive somewhere, and they're not going to leave Bobby and, and Lance. They're hoping they're alive, but they're they're going to find out. They're not going to leave them behind. You just don't leave your teammates behind, especially if there's no body, and so you don't know if they're dead yet. So they invade the police station, and this is this was fun for me. This little battle here, where Yo-Yo is using her powers and. She's enjoying herself. Maybe that's part of the for me in this scene. It's fun for me because she's doing this and then she'll like she'll run out, grab guns and snap back. And then you, you see her face as she's behind Sky and she's just smiling. She's enjoying herself. I'm waiting for her to die, by the way. She's enjoying herself too much. Well, and I, I see it. And when she gets snapped back at one point and hits the wall, wall I thought maybe they did offer there. But, you know, there's a lot of it. You're right. She's having fun. We get to see Joey use his powers. Now, we, mm-hmm. in order to save on our effects budget, we don't actually get to see him. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's nice to get the feeling that he is using his powers in a way that makes him feel productive. I, I would have maybe liked it a little bit more if he turned the guns into, like, a a crucifix or a cross or something, some sort of object other than just a ball of gunk. Maybe, but see, that's not his something creative, but that's not his thing. I mean, that's yo-yo's thing. 
Well, but he was a construction worker. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, so, well, I, Make it into creative. a throne. Make it something, into a throne. Yeah, something that was, you know, an object, something artistic that was tied into the episode. And, I, and the reason I, I focus on the cross is because of Yo-Yo. But, but again, the- again, if he had built the cross, I would have seen it as him trying to represent her on this mission, not necessarily himself. Maybe. Which we don't know. He, he could have the, you know, it could have been powerful to him. But again, it's powerful to him to create things. So it would have been nice to see him create something versus just a balla. But it was quick. I mean, that was fast moving. You know, he didn't but have time. But if he'd done that and was creative, wouldn't that have shown how much control he's got of his powers? Yeah, but but does he have that kind of control? Well, and let's speak about control. What? Quick is kind of a bad mama jamma. Yeah, yeah. And here's the one thing we have to do now is we have these super powered people. And, you know, even Yo-Yo, she is way not overpowered. But for this mission, the people she's going up against, she has space to enjoy herself. She has space to feel excited about the power she has over these people. We have to up the stakes with our villains now. Yes, we do. And that excites me. That excites me. It has to happen. I mean, that's that's just storytelling 102, we'll say. Well, we need equilibrium just as that, that too. That too, yeah. Well, equals, and we need a equal yin and yang to give this story proper attention. Now, the other thing that was cool about this scene is that I was taken right back to the 80s, my friend, when I realized that their main weapon here was going to be slap bracelets. Yes. I mean, if that doesn't take you back, I don't know what will. In fact, I'm quite positive slap bracelets. You probably say that to anyone who is our age or younger. It's going to take them back to when they were a kid. So you say that to a 31 year old. Oh, yeah. Slap bracelets. Junior high. You say it to a 21 year old. Oh, yeah. Slap bracelets. Junior high. They're all going to claim it for themselves. But it was our yeah, generation, Daniel. Really, I, it was our generation. Yeah, but I never really wore them. Who wore them? You just slapped them on yourself. You, you slapped I mean, them on your friends. cousins with them. Yeah, yeah. You're not like wearing them. That's the only reason you wear them is so you have it with you to use it on someone. Bleed, you cousin. Bleed. <laughs> yeah. So I liked it. It was a cool resolution. Yeah, and... So then here's where we go. Coulson goes into the wolf's den. He goes into where Von Strucker tells him to go. He makes the phone call, has a little bit of uh, talky talk with our villain, which is good. You want your, your primary hero to have some form of contact with your primary villain. We had to do it with, with Agent Carter. You know, Carter had to have some some conversations with Whitney. I didn't like Hydra coming in, drilling a hole in the ceiling, dropping down right where Medusa eyes is. And then they pull them back up and, and they're out of there. Like that was just a little quick, a little well, abrupt. But didn't you feel like that was their version of the, of the shield containment. Oh yeah, sure. Sure. A little cruder. I mean, it's, it's not a Quinjet. It's definitely not a science cell. No, it's, no. You know, quick, dirty and Hydra. Uh, from here, we got a couple more things we need to tie up. Uh, do you want to talk about, let's see, Jimmy Olsen? Let's... Do you want to talk about 
two lovers starting over. Two lovers. Okay. Or do you want to talk about two lovers. the bad guy? Okay. Fitz and Simmons. They have an emotional moment together, and they're starting over. Yeah, Fitz seems guilty. He feels really, really guilty for killing, uh, for killing the uh, astronaut who's again Will for killing Will again. At least there's personal consequences for what they're doing. You know, you, even when you do the right thing, if you're making the hard choice to do the right thing, you if you don't have a personal conflict, then you know there there's. You're less less human, maybe. I don't know. So this, but he didn't kill Will. No, but <laughs> and it, and it he does take... is dealing with himself being put in the situation where he couldn't save Will. And yeah, you want to work through that. Even got there. But you need to work through it, Daniel. You need to work through it. And this is that moment where he's saying, "Okay, let's start over. Let's work through this." You know. It's it's understandable, totally understandable. Don't you? You got to see. There's something to understand here, right? It's a little bit of understanding for you, right? I I get it. I understand why he's guilty, but I'm also glad that Simmons is there to shake him out of it. Yeah, that's why he needs her. He needs her to set him straight. He needs her to be that friend who can set him straight. Now, whether it's a romantic friend or a platonic friend, I don't know, and I don't care right now. I'm just glad to see things getting patched up. They're not finishing each other's sentences the way that they used to, but we're getting there. I'm predicting that it will. So there's that. You want to talk about Jimmy Olsen? Two lovers. Two lovers. Well, we just did. What other lovers are there? Dude, dude. Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, oh. Yes, they are also together. (laughs) Yeah. And and Lincoln, you know... uh, Basically, Daisy has set it up. She's realized that, you know, the Inhumans need to have lives. They need to be able to choose. So she set it up so Yo-Yo can choose. That's Jimmy Olsen. That's the Jimmy Olsen thing I was asking you about. Well, I'll get – we can talk about Jimmy Olsen in a second. I'll talk a little less about it now. But, you know, Lincoln – She gives him the option. Gives him the option. And he's free and clear. The APB has gone. He's not wanted by the law. And so he can leave and – you know, he's not. And I think, yeah, it's because of the fact that he's got his eyes on Quake. But I also think he's seeing himself as a valued member of this team. Yeah, yeah. He's on the team now, and he feels like he belongs, and they feel like he belongs. So, I mean, I I don't think we're going to have a lot of tension about, you know, I don't really believe here. You're just forcing me to be here. He's choosing to be a secret warrior. Yeah. And he chose to use his electrical powers to support Coulson without Daisy there. It's true. It's true. I'm just surprised you wanted to go here because, you know, Mr. I hate CW. I can't watch Arrow anymore because CW. I just I just didn't think you'd want to go there. I thought you want to talk about Jimmy Olsen. No, we can talk about Jimmy Olsen. Joke's ruined. Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so they give Yo-Yo the option to not come with them they were going to maybe not force her to come with them but they they find that middle ground she is a secret warrior why is she a secret warrior because they've given her a watch a uh, danger watch you know she can click it on whenever she needs help and then they can connect with her through it i want that watch by the way that's a cool watch 
but I got a shield watch. That's our that's our our secret warrior solution here. Now in the comics, I don't know how this works. You might want to set me straight on this, but they for, all live in caterpillar base together. Okay, so. well, but this makes sense. Who are the secret warriors? They are regular people who are around the world. And right now there's three. Okay. And one of them is staying with the team. So you have, well, there's four. Well, who's the fourth? You got Joey, you've got Yo-Yo, you've got Lincoln and Quake. Well, she's, I don't consider a secret warrior in what she's the head of the secret warriors. Not what I'm talking about right here where they, (sighs) they MCU the name. You got to give her credit for being a secret warrior. Fine. There's four of them. Yes. Thank you. But Yo-Yo is going home. And she is going home to live her life until she's needed. Whereas Joey, up until this point, was just kind of sitting around the base living his life, which isn't much of one in the base, until he's needed. And the same with, with Lincoln and the, and the same with Quake. No, see, that doesn't... She She's the leader. But, um, yeah, so now this is a great setup a great setup where you don't have to have your actors on the set all the time because they're hanging out in the base. You let them stay in their home, let them stay where they are around the world. And then we come back to them when we need them, when there's a great like big in the battle. finale, like in the season finale, uh, like in the movie tie in, you know, whatever it's going to be. This is, I like this. I like this setup. And, and so apparently not the same setup as in the comics, but maybe this is one of those where the MCU is doing it better. I'm just saying that without any kind of information to back that up. But uh, the words have been said, and now they can't be unsaid. So there it is. There you go. And another couple, Colson and May, talk about the new hand, talk about how he's dealing with what he has done. Great moment. Great moment where May says, you just joined the cavalry. That's a cool moment. When she's able to give him the shoulder he needs for the same reasons he gave her a shoulder before. She's able to help him through the things that he did to help her. Full circle, baby. Full circle. I don't know why I just said it that way. <laughs> full circle, baby. Full circle. Yeah. Well, it is full circle. Want to talk about Ward? What's going on with Ward? Sure. And, and then we'll talk about that opening scene, and then we'll move to listener feedback. How's that sound? <sighs> Ward looks a little ill. Ward's not looking good. Well, the body was dead. It's true. And and now it's there's there's more to it than that. There's some transformation stuff going on. Um. I found it kind of funny. He's not as powerful as he could be and should be. And people are doubting his power. They have every right to doubt his power. He's, he says, he says to them almost literally, you don't think I'm powerful. You don't believe that I'm powerful, but when I finally become powerful again, you will believe that I'm powerful. When I use my full Sandman powers, (laughs) it's, it's a, I mean, clearly he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. But the truth is they could potentially take him out right now if they wanted to. Now, Malik doesn't want to. 
but uh, but his right hand man there, I cannot remember his name. The metal guy, TV Magneto. TV Magneto. Uh, he he just wait, wait who uh, the 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 bodyguard guy, the guy who does the things and makes the guns move around and stuff. Oh, the Iron Chef. Yeah, yeah. TV Magneto. He doesn't believe that that Ward can do the things that Ward seems to believe that he can do. And the things that Malik seems to think that Ward will be able to do. And so now the question is, we have two big questions that are unanswered in this episode and that are given to us in this episode. What is Ward and what is Ward doing to the, the Iron Chef? Well, whatever Ward is, is something that totally knows what's going on with human race for a long, long time and has apparently interacted with them before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that um, humans have advanced, but they haven't changed. That's a, that's a nice, nice little statement. Nice little powerful bad guy statement to make. And then there are the big question, Daniel. If we're done talking about Ward, are you done talking about Ward? I think I am today. Then let's talk about space. Three months from today, from this episode, anyway. We opened this episode looking at the Earth. The camera moves back, and it feels like we're in a Quinjet. It's totally a Quinjet. Because we're coming in space. through the windshield and we see the controls and some chairs, you know, where people would be sitting to work the controls. We see a shoulder patch that says shield on it. Is that right? A cross. Huh? There's a cross floating in the, in the blood. I did not notice that. Ah. Oh. I'll have to go back and watch because I did not notice a cross in the blood. There's a cross. Uh, why do you think I'm fixated on crosses today? I don't know. All I know is I was fixated on the shield patch on the person's jumpsuit. Is this shield jumpsuits we're talking about here? It seems like a shield jumpsuit to me. So in three months, we might be getting into some more comic booky shieldy stuff. But that person is not long for this world. Uh, the ship blows up, right? I mean, yeah. that person's dead more more than likely, right? Unless they can regenerate, which is a possibility. Yeah. Although regenerating in space, you've got other problems once you've regenerated. But um, so that could be Yo Yo. It could be, or perhaps her boyfriend. <sighs> Mac. Mm-hmm. No, no death watch it's, for Mac at this point in time. I think you shouldn't hold out that possibility as being impossible. I'm not putting it out as being impossible, but I'm not putting a death watch right now. Wow. I hope it's not Mac. You know, I don't want it to be Mac. Listeners, who do you think that was? What do you think's going on? Let's put out a poll. Yeah, it could be Yo-Yo. It could be Mac. It could be Coulson. Coulson. It could be May. It could be Quake. I mean, sure, we got picked up season four, but. You know who it's not? It's not Bobby or Lance. Nope. 
Nope. And it's They're not good. Peggy Carter. Nope. And it's not Bruce Banner. Nope. It's not Captain. Oh, what if it is Captain America? That'd be cool. You know, what I was thinking about Daniel. This is a little off topic, but not too much. For Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to really get the snark in, to really just say, you know what, movies, quit being mean. Don't be a bully. Bring in that 1970s Captain America that got high on drugs. Well, you could bring him in. I, I think he should be brought in for a, I think, uh, Reb Brown is who you're talking about, and Lou Ferrigno, and I don't know, a couple other TV people. Superhero people should be brought in for some sort of of just nod to their place in Marvel history. I, I think that should happen, but it won't, but it should. I think it'd be fun. And if I ever was writing for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, w- I would write that in. Coulson calling on some old friends just for some advice, you know? It would be cool. Yeah. It would. Yeah. I don't know if Kevin will allow Jeff to do that. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is that they should just go ahead and get the low rent versions of all of the Avengers from Times Square. No, you, you bring in U.S. Agent, who is a version of Captain America, wears the same suit, only it's black, you know, and and you bring in you know a, a Red Hulk. And you bring in, I guess War Machine's already a movie guy, so it can't be War Machine. Well, and so is Red Hulk. Red Hulk's a, well. But Hulkling. The, there's plenty of Hulks you could bring in, is what I'm saying. She-Hulk. You know, and we already had Sif. We haven't seen Red Hulk. Red Hulk is in the movie, so. red. I mean, Red She-Hulk. But She-Hulk herself... That'd be a, yeah, yeah. Bring in She-Hulk, U.S. agent. Legal consultant. Yeah. Bring in all of the, just the low rent versions of the Avengers and and just throw it out there. I mean, that could be your Great Lakes Avengers right there is all these guys who are almost as good as movie people, but not quite as good. Just to say, you know what? We can still use characters like this. Come on. They're not going to. They can't. But that's what I would like to see them do. So. All right, I think that's it then, unless you want to talk a little bit more about Talbot. Oh, the stash is back. <laughs> I think it's time for us to move on to some listener feedback then. You ready? You ready, my friend? Oh, oh I'm beyond ready. I'm clicking, and I'm bringing it up. Here it comes now. Shield Field Report. All right, we don't have the audio feedback right now, but we do have... Some feedback about Agent Carter. We have some feedback about episode 11, bouncing back. And yeah, let's start with my thought on Agent Carter season two and other junk. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. It's a short one. Why don't you read it? I'll give, why don't I? It's from our good friend, Agent Carl. Actually, no, excuse me. It's not. No. I'll, at the end, I'll tell you who it's from. <laughs> Very distracted. Hey, Ben and Daniel. Been listening since midway through season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but this is my first time writing in. I just wanted to give you my thoughts on Agent Carter season two. First of all, Whitney Frost was a cool villain for the season, but was honestly the hugest waste of a character name since the Mandarin. 
that we never saw coming. I mean, come on. What about the char- what about the character was Whitney Frost because her powers sure weren't. You want to know who was Madame Mask? Agent 33. Yeah, the chick with the mask that changed her appearance. <laughs> but back to Whitney. I believe they MCU'd her gold mask by showing us the laugh now, cry later mask on her vanity table seen in one of the first couple episodes. And getting in her last scene. Secondly, I want more Samberly. And lastly, the mystery person at the end who shot Thompson and took the file on Peggy clearly will use this to get behind, get her behind a desk answering phones, leading us straight into Agent Carter the One-Shot. Sorry for the long-winded email. Your friend, private investigator, Agent Lugo, attorney at law. Ben, can you go ahead and drop it for me? Um, you want me to drop a Howard? No. Howard? Yeah, I haven't dropped a Howard in a long time. I was thinking of no prize. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Uh, where's the button? There it is. The new prize winner of the day. For Madame Mask, Agent 33. It's true. It's true. Very true. Um, let's see here. The next feedback we have is from Agent Carl about Agent Carter. And it says this. Greetings. You guys are amazing. I'm so far behind in my MCU viewing and listening to your podcast that I don't know how you do it. With Daredevil Season 2 and Civil War coming up, I better start finding some time. Finally got the chance to catch up with Agent Carter and then the finale. What a short season. I definitely want more. Didn't seem to be as much intrigue and theorizing as last year, although it was good seeing Angie from Hydra. But the story was great. The acting was better. And as usual, the podcast made, made the experience even better. Like you, I seem to be a little let down by the final episode. Not because it wasn't good, but because it seemed like they didn't have enough time to wrap things up in the same manner in which the rest of the show was written. I expected a lot more between Peggy and Whitney, but then again, I don't know what they could have cut out to make more time for conflict. I like where we're at. They could very easily have done a 30-second intro to put Peggy back in New York working for a different boss, play the one-shot, and then transition to season one of S.H.I.E.L.D., the early years. There we'll find Thompson's killer, discover that the Arena Club key will gain access to the room where the monolith portal is located, and establish Walt Disney, Howard Stark. Of course, I don't know when I'll find time to watch it. (laughs) Agent Carl. And I thought there was a feedback that addressed something. And I I just sit here and think, Agent Carl, Carl, neither do we. Neither do we. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought his feedback had something in it that is not in there, but... I'll talk about that in a moment then. Um, But it's just good to see that our listeners understand, much like I have said. We have to get back to the one shot of Peggy behind a desk. We do, and we will. Uh, But I would would love to see. I'd love to see Shield the Early Years with Peggy as a jump forward. I would probably have just as much Howard because he's busy. (laughs) Apparently preacher people say it's quite good. Those who have seen the pilot. But I'm surprised that we still aren't in shield with her yet. But we'll just have to wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, I don't know if we talked about this, Daniel, but I think it was on Facebook somewhere then where someone was talking about the uh, the M Carter that the files were related to were not about Peggy, Margaret Carter, but about her brother, possibly. Did we receive a message privately? Maybe, maybe. You want to take a peek and look for that, and I'm going to go ahead and read the next the next feedback from Agent Jessica. 
Subject, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns. Hello, Agents. I was really excited for tonight's episode and to see our show return. I really love Agent Carter and do hope it gets renewed for another season, but I was ready for more of our ever-growing S.H.I.E.L.D. team. I'm going to be all over the place, but this is my instant reaction and thoughts. The episode was pretty fun and not as dark as I thought it would be, which is good, I think. I thought it did a nice job of setting up events for the rest of the season and getting us excited for things to come. I enjoyed seeing our new Secret Warrior in action. I think she'll be a great fit to the team. She already seemed to work with the team quite nicely. It also seemed like Mac has a bit of a crush on her, which I am totally fine with. I hope we'll get to see more of her soon. I thought the guy that can petrify people was kind of cool, even though he is a bad guy. I was quite amused that someone called him Medusa. I think it was Hunter. Given the major inhuman character in the comics. <laughs> even though they are not even close to the same. It will be interesting to see how many more powered people we will get on the show and how that affects the normal agents. I totally would be tempted to try the fish oil if I were them. So I don't blame Hunter and Bobby one bit for trying it. I do think Bobby probably tried it, but didn't want to admit it. One thing I wonder about is more Cree visitors. Not sure if they will go that route since the new Inhumans really didn't use the Cree temple for Terragenesis. But I think they could bring in the Cree somehow if they wanted to. I'm glad Fitz got a realistic looking hand for Coulson. I'm excited to see what it can do. I hope there's a laser. I would have liked to see more Fitzsimmons in this episode, but they packed it pretty full given how many characters were involved. Having Talbot as the new leader of the ATCU is fitting and will be interesting. I actually like Talbot, and I'm glad they are working him into the story again. Zombie Ward slash Hive looked pretty creepy. They did a good job on the effects with him. I'm still not quite sure what, what he can do or what his goal is, but I think it's an interesting story choice in a good way. My hopes for the rest of the season are to see more of Lash, mainly going after bad and humans, more Quake and Coulson team-ups, more Mockingbird action, and finding out that Trip lives. Okay, that might be a stretch, but that would be awesome. I think that about sums it up for now. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the episode. Agent Jessica. Uh, <laughs> Daniel... I feel like she listened to this episode already somehow and went back in time then to type this because you know she's talking about she's answering questions we asked. Would you try the fish oil? Do you think Bobby tried the fish oil? Uh wow. Maybe she should take one of our spots. Yeah, but you know what she needs, Daniel, because I didn't even think about this. I don't know if you thought about this, but I have to go there. I have to do this. Are you ready? Do it. <laughs> The new prize winner of the day. Quiz question, Daniel. Do you know why I did that? No. Medusa. Because I was busy looking for this message that um, I can't find. Medusa. But I remember it too. <laughs> uh, they called him Medusa, and it's true. Medusa is the queen of the Inhumans. She's married to Black Bolt. She's called Medusa not because she turns anything into stone, but because she has hair that she can control uh, as if you know they are strands of snakes i guess uh, but you know anyone with long creepy hair that can billow around on its own as if it has a life of its own looks kind of medusa ish and yeah she was actually a member of the fantastic four for a, a short while uh or maybe Ugh. a long while i don't know that's a rough run yeah yeah but anyway uh, that's um, the run that killed the fantastic four it didn't kill the fantastic ff four it didn't so bad. Oh no, she was she was a member earlier than that. You're I know I, what you're talking about. I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, the fraction FF run. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So bad. No, I mean, so so bad. Back in the 80s, maybe the 70s, but I remember things in the 80s where I was reading stories where she was a part of things. Anyway, 
neither here nor there. That is a fun and funny connection that I just thought, oh, funny because stone. And he, you know, petrified them kind of. But yeah. So you didn't find it. Well, whoever said it, that was a great observation that it was possibly. Could have been Michael. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. You want to read this last, last message from other Agent Ben? Hi, Agents. First, this episode is why I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nothing gimmicky about the introduction of new powered people and how S.H.I.E.L.D. fit agents fit within the larger MCU world. The conversation between President Ellis and Coulson had tons of meta implications about the civil war between Marvel movie and Marvel TV divisions. It also had a Marvel movie fan perspective for those not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm amazed that the show is still on and his plots are such a secret. But the writers did something great by spinning that meta-knowledge into a plot-driven element of confirming S.H.I.E.L.D. status as a secret Black Ops-style organization. Not sure our crew has been super secret since the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. in Season 1, but it works for me going forward. Yo-Yo Slingshot's introduction or backstory were not comprehensive. While not comprehensive, felt sufficient and believable as a person who is living in oppressive conditions might respond once given a superpower. Her motivations and power set were also nicely complementary to Daisy and Joey. The Secret Warriors have the foundation to build an awesome team with diverse members and power sets. I look forward to what they do in the coming episodes in Season 4. Also, Hive is really hungry. Remember to stop Hive. We have to vote Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. every Tuesday this election (laughs) cycle to prevent hashtag global warding. I approve this message. Other Agent Ben. Nice. Global yeah. warning. I like it. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's it then, Daniel. We have finished this episode about this episode. And, and I, this is great. We'll do it again in three weeks. We will get back to I again. I apologize for the way things worked out. Uh, I apologize because I feel bad, but not because there's anything we can do about it. It's just this is the way our lives are going right now at this moment. And thank you for being patient and thank you for being understanding and uh, we will be talking with you again soon and uh, if you would like to you will have about a week's time to contact us uh, about uh, the next episode agent 12 uh, agent 12 episode 12 and so we would love to hear from you you can call our voicemail you can send us emails um, you guys are what makes doing this as fun as it is. So thank you very much. And that said, I just want to say thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Daniel, you have any words of wisdom? Ben, I don't have words of wisdom. I just want you to remember something. Okay. Powers are the new normal. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. 
You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is the light fantastic by JS Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the noodle mix network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. Once again, thanks for listening. And remember, welcome to Level 7. It's not just a podcast. It's a magical place. You want to talk about Jimmy Olsen? Two lovers, two lovers. Well, we just did. Well, there's another two lovers. Oh. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's very romantic sounding there, Daniel. It's my my father-in-law. Give me one second here. <laughs>